Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist in Arkansas who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I have interviewed thousands of people. So for this episode, it's a departure from the health chat and intermittent fasting testimonials. This is a candid discussion with former Little Rock resident Haley Geels, who was the victim of a brutal attack in 2010, and miraculously, she lived to tell about it. This conversation might not be suitable for children or anyone triggered by description of physical violence. You'll get to meet Haley right after this. For the month of July, the folks at Ralston Family Farms want to remind you to know where your food comes from. As a health coach, it's something I say all the time to my clients. I say eat locally sourced meats and vegetables. And in Arkansas, that locally sourced would be us. It would be in Arkansas, the north central area near the Arkansas River, and that's Ralston Family Farms. For those of you who listen all over this planet, it benefits you as well because it's a non-GMO product. Ten generations of farming, regenerative farming. Those are things you need to know when you're grabbing the rice at your favorite grocery stores. Now, I'll still tell you to eat the locally sourced meats and vegetables, but I'm telling you this, I can stand by this product because it's something I have on my plate all the time. It's probably my favorite carb. I do like some sourdough bread. I'll tell you that. But it's something that I can have a part of a meal. It's delicious. It's filling. Some even have high uh, sources or high sources of protein. Y'all, it's just great. For more information, go to RalstonFamilyFarms.com. She won most talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. We're doing the podcast for my home. We're recording it because we, when we have Arkansas guests, we like for them to come here. And uh, Haley is here. And we're talking about the date that changed her life forever. But there are good things that came out of this date. And it was in 2010, because those of us in Little Rock probably remember it well. And it was May 16th. Tell me what happened to you that day. And let's talk about your life and how it's changed since then. Yes. Yeah, so... You know, that day was just a typical day for me. I It was a Sunday. I got up. I went to church. Um, the thing about me is I've, I've tried to change it a little as I've gotten older, but I was a creature of habit. You know, I, I went to church. I would come home, um, change clothes. I'd run and go get my groceries for the week. And then I would usually unload and then go meet my either my parents or a friend for dinner or for lunch and then come home and just kind of regroup because, you know, I was working. And Sunday, what were you doing? What was your career? I, um, I worked at Arkansas Blue Cross and okay. Blue Shield. I sold insurance. Okay. And um, so, you know, Sunday was just kind of a day yeah. and needing to regroup. To catch up. Yes, absolutely. And um, I had two roommates in, the, in that house. And, you know, they on Sundays always, one of the girls always um, had dinner with her parents and it was usually, you know, from afternoon until late evening. Um, my other roommate was a teacher and she had a study group. So she was always gone, you know, at dinner and then studying. So that was like my one night just to kind of have to myself and, you know, cook. And I would usually go walk and work out and, you know, all those things. So it was just, it was a very typical Sunday. And it was about, what time of day did this happen? Was it at noon? I think no. So I had had lunch with with my cousin okay. that day. Come home. I even took a nap. And then I had started, I had started cooking. It was later it was, in the oh, day. Oh, yeah. It was, it was like 7 o'clock in the, at night. Oh, and so, um, and, and I think what's interesting about that is what we found out later is that he had been kind of stalking me and, and figuring out our schedules. And I think he knew 
Sundays, you know, this girl's home by herself because, and that was very, that was a pattern. Um, but no, Sunday evening Sunday was evening. your time. That was my time. That he knew there was one car in the driveway. Exactly. Exactly. And there was one car in the driveway. I was assuming it was, day. it was mine. Yes. Yeah. Um, cause my other roommate would always park beside or you know in the Uh front of the house or beside me and the other one parked in the garage Uh so um but yes so I had had lunch I came home I took a little nap and I had started cooking for the week and then I took my dog for a walk and it was I probably it was probably the walk was probably five five thirty maybe you know Mm -hmm. maybe six I don't know because I walked for a while and um, when I was walking that day I had he actually passed me in his car and I didn't I mean I didn't know it but um, in the car passed, you know, went up the street and then kind of turned into a driveway and backed out and passed me again. And I remember thinking, oh, they must be lost because he just turned around. So you recognized that there was something aberrant in your walk. Right. I just saw a car, a car turned around, passed me again, didn't think anything of it. Just I just thought, oh, he's lost, mm-hmm. you know, like I like I, well, I get lost, you know, going places. Mm-hmm. And so but then he passed me again and I thought, well, he's really lost, but didn't think anything of it and came home and um you know changed into pajamas and was ready to watch i think back in the day it was extreme makeover home edition season yeah. finale you know? yeah, and that night, was yeah. that, that's how i knew what time it was because that had just started and it was at seven and desperate housewives come on at eight and it was the, it <laughs> yes. was the season finales and yes. so i knew that that was the time and i was about to turn it on and I heard a knock, and I, I never, ever would have answered my door. We all, we had a rule, and we used to joke, you know, even if it was the little Girl Scouts coming, we wouldn't we wouldn't answer if we were home by ourselves. And so, um, but I happened to glance out our side window, and I saw the car in the driveway, and I thought, oh, it must be someone that knows the girls, because otherwise people always pulled in the front and walked up the walk. And that was the only reason I went to the door, because I thought it was a friend of theirs. Familiar. A familiar, yeah. yeah. And so I opened the door, and in the door, um, we had two doors. It was a double doors, and it was wooden, one that you, you know could just unlock with your hand and then the other one you had to have a key and it was one of those iron you yes. know, those glass those yes. older homes had those glass uh-huh. with the iron on the front and so I opened the door my dog's barking ferociously because he's holding a dog and and so I said he was like is this your puppy and I, I couldn't really hear him and I said just a minute and so I grabbed my dog put him in in his little pen in the in the kitchen so you could hear better yes because I couldn't hear and I wasn't really wanting to open that glass door mm-hmm. and so I said I'm sorry what did you say and he's like is this your puppy and I said oh no it's not you know thanks for asking but no. so anything at this point Haley that made you think he's up to no good no nothing he looked like one of my best friend's dads oh, I mean like he wow. that's what I mean I was like oh yeah. he just looks like a dad you know nothing holding this little white poodle and um and, and at that time, too, I didn't clue in that it was the guy that had passed me. Right. It just didn't, cl- you know. But um, And you didn't recognize the car as being the car that Not yet, because all I could really see was the top of the car. I couldn't see the whole vehicle, because it was kind of, I just couldn't see it. There was a bush there, and um, I, I could only see the top. But, um, so anyway, so he's holding this dog, and, and I said, I'm so sorry, it's not mine. And then he, he hesitated, like... And then he said, oh, well, you know, it's tags are scratched. There's, there's, I can't, I can't see the tags. And he did have glasses. And I... I remember thinking, oh, well, poor thing, he can't see. You know, I mean, it was just kind of like one of those minutes where you're like, okay, I don't really want to open the door, but I'm going to help him. So I unlocked the door, and I, Lisa, I opened that door, I mean, just a few inches. I mean, enough to just poke my head out, look at the tag, see that someone had, him, had scratched it with like a knife. And I said, oh, I can't read it either. And he said, and then at that moment, he kind of, kind of something, and I kind of paused and then he drops the dog, and I see a gloved, um, he had a latex glove on this hand that had been hidden under the dog. And he grabs the door and just, and at that moment I thought, oh no. And his face too, it shifted. It went from just 
somebody's dad, or you think, to this evil. Evil I mean, eyes, right? Oh, I mean, evil. The most evil I have ever seen in my life. I've I will heard never. Say that. It, it, it's like he was possessed. It, it, it's crazy. And I will never forget it as long as I live. And he opened that door and immediately, like, punched me in the stomach. And, you know, I was immediately on the floor because I, I couldn't breathe because he hit me so hard. And I heard the door slam. And then all of a sudden he had his you know, knee on top of me and he starts unloading these things out of his pocket in front of me. And I'm, I'm going, what in the world? And so um, he, you know, starts handcuffing me with behind my back with, you know, real handcuffs. And he starts, he has this gag and he's trying to stuff this gag in my mouth. But he thankfully had forgotten his duct tape that they later found in the car. So the gag I kept spitting out, which was saving grace. Were um, you screaming at this point, Haley? I was screaming. I did scream, no, no, but I wasn't, I knew no one could hear me. Right. But the thing is, is I was screaming no at myself. It wasn't even at him. Uh, I was so angry. I was so angry because I was going, I don't answer my door. And I was going, no, no, like, please, like, why, why would I do that? I was so angry with myself. Mm. And then, you know, he kept saying, well, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm just here to, you know, take some of your things. And And in my mind, I was going, people that rob you don't come when you're home. Like, that doesn't make any sense. You could use that deductive type reasoning even in mm-hmm. high cortisol, high stress situations. I did, I did. And, and that was in, that was interesting, too, because I was, um, of course, my heart was racing and I was panicked. And I kept telling myself, maybe this is just a prank, you know, like, because you don't want to believe that this is happening. And I kept telling it's myself. It's denial. It's yeah. our body's way to get yes. through Yes, and it. I kept it's thinking, denial. hey, this, this isn't real. This isn't happening. So this is, there's got to be a joke, you know, that I don't understand. And then finally, I was like, no, this is happening. And, and at that point, I was like, okay, I can either just check out mentally and they call that kind of fight or flight yeah you know where you just check out but i was like no we cannot we cannot check out because i all i could think about was i've got something cooking on the stove you really thought that i did i thought there's something cooking on the stove i have my dog here my phone is there and i'm going to disappear and they're never going to know what happened to me no one it's going to be like without a trace like she's gone and i was like no this will not happen to me so i fought and he um you know, he kept saying, I'm just here to rob you and take, you know, I don't even remember what he said, you know, just take, take things from you or whatever. And I was like, and I said, well, get it and get out. You know, I was you mad. Did? Oh, I was mad. No, I was is yelling. Is your heart beating fast Yo. telling this right now? Yes. Cause Probably because I'm talking fast. No, yes. It, my heart's beating fast because yes. I think everyone listening can, and it makes me cry, but can empathize enough that that could be our daughter or could mm-hmm. be ourselves. Yes. In a vulnerable situation because mm-hmm. we've all done that thinking, he did the trick we tell our kids now if the man comes by and offers you candy don't take it yes yes. and for an adult the candy's a dog yes and i was walking my dog that day so he saw me he knows and he studied me that was that was your vulnerability it's all like if you Mm -hmm. showed me a baby i would open my door because i want to see a baby baby. absolutely so there we all have a soft spot to Mm -hmm. us that would make us put our guard down going anyone with a dog can't be bad that's what psychologically you were saying yes yeah and absolutely that man with the dog was the most evil man you'd ever seen absolutely to this day i mean i have chills even thinking about it and um and so i I went through that you know where it's like no i cannot believe i've done this too i've got to i've got to do something it's time it's time time to to fight yeah because i'm not going to disappear and um i'm trying to even think how i mean it was it was I was in the house with him for about an hour, but I, you know, you have these thoughts constantly and you're just trying to think like, what Were do you I thinking, do next? What will my parents do without me? How will my roommates go on? Do you go that far? I or do. Or do you think, I do. how am I going to get out of this house? How am it's, I going to get out of It's all of it. I, I kept thinking that my parents are never going to see me again. They're not going to know what happened to their daughter. And I, I couldn't bear that. Yeah. 
I kept thinking at the time it was my boyfriend. We were not engaged yet, Logan, who's now my husband. Oh. Um, but I remember thinking, Lord, I want to marry him. I want to have children. And that's what makes <laughs> that's what makes me cry is because now I did marry him and I do have two beautiful children. And I think every day, like, God, I didn't think I was gonna get to have this. And so that to me is just I tell him every Father's Day, every Mother's Day, every wedding anniversary, like, I am so glad that I lived to see this life oh, that we gosh, have. Yes. So I, I did, and I was praying, like, Lord, if you're not finished with me, please help me to survive this. Like, I, I did, because I didn't want my parents to have that, you know, to not know where I was. And I, and I wanted to marry Logan, and I mm. wanted to have a life. You know, I was not ready. And was he uh, assaulting you at this time? Well, I mean, as soon as he walked in the door, you know, he, he punched, he punched you me and, and you know you hit were, me on the ground, and then at that point, he had already hand he had handcuffed me. He how I, quick he I was mean, fast. How quick do you have to get handcuffs out? Oh, to, he was fast. He had it all right there in his pocket. I mean, it was fast because I went down to the ground, and he immediately and I. It's almost like I had a miniature stroke from I didn't, but right. it's like when you're being attacked, everything just shuts down. Really? Oh yes. I mean, you just like. It's, it, it's almost like you don't even... Is that common with I think, victims of I think so. I mean, I, I do. I mean, I, it was almost like my heart stopped and everything just... Is it because you were trying to regroup thinking, I have to have a game plan? I don't I don't even know. I just think there's something that happens to a person's body in trauma where you just have a moment and then you kind of just, you know, come come to and you, you have to just decide, okay, am I going to just blank, you know, f- fight this or I'm going to just check out? But... um. So no, he had not attacked me. I mean, other than the punching me and getting me down, he had hog tied me. He had zip ties, so he wrapped those, you know, <laughs> as tight as he could around my ankles, and then he tied me with a rope to the handcuffs. So my legs and my hands were behind me. How uncomfortable! It was very uncomfortable, and he had a blindfold on me, and he kept trying to put the gag in. You know, I kept spinning it out, and I I remember laying head. I was I was mostly face down most of the time. Um, and I remember he would kneel down beside me trying to, cause I was always trying to get out of that rope and I got out of it at least twice. And I think that that would make him mad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so every time he would, cause he'd walk away, like, like, cause I kept thinking, oh, maybe he is robbing me cause he keeps leaving, you know, but what he was doing was going to my room and he was packing a bag and how he knew it was my room. I still don't know other than maybe either he had gotten in our house somehow or pictures. I don't know, but did, he, did you ever think someone had been in your home? I never did, but later on, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later when we when we get to trial. Yeah. Um, one of the ladies had that that came forward later that he he had she'd been a victim of him, not an attack, but he had been in her home, and um, I, I I thought back about it um, years not even then, but years later, and I thought you know there were a few times when I would walk the neighborhood and I would stick my keys in my mailbox because I didn't want uh, to carry them. Yeah. And yeah. that was back, you know, and when we had... Again, you know, right. People would do that. Yeah. Right? It, but our mailbox was like by our house. It wasn't even on the road, you know, and I would just stick them in that yeah. little... And, and my he, could room, have, he could have been watching. He could. He could have. Yeah. My roommates did. And it didn't dawn on me till years later. I mean, I didn't even think to bring that up in the trial, but it could have. Because I've always wondered, how did he know that that was my room? Because he had my bag, you know, my little red Pi-Fi bag that I took to the gym. It was hanging on my doorknob and he packed it. He had been there. He'd been He had to have been. I mean, I don't, I don't know. He was too familiar. He wasn't fumbling through the house wondering. No, there was no. There, in, <laughs> in fact, this is what's funny. And she will not care. My, my roommate, Ashley, um, that lived there. When the police came in later, 
they thought her room was the crime scene because she was she's real messy because <laughs> he he made no messes sorry i hate to laugh like that but i, I have a messy daughter so he made no messes and they were like in her room and she i wasn't i was still across the street but um she was like no that's my room that's it's this room because i mean it, it he made no mess at all but he he was packing a bag um but every time he returned, he would and he would see that I had either untied the you know the, the rope or I was so you could use your your hands. Uh, I was just using visibly, my hand. Yeah, usually your hands are behind your back, your legs you're lying on your stomach, and your ankles are tied together. Yes, so you could use your hands and to move. I'm trying yes, to. Yes, right I was now. I was moving my hands and feet and trying to untie my feet because because my feet were pretty much up by my hands. He had bent my feet okay. like a, like hog they yes. call it hog tie. Yeah, hog tie. Yeah. And and so I was just you know in I don't know if he just wasn't good at tying rope or what, but I was able to get out a couple of times. And every time he would come back because he'd come back every few minutes. So what was zip tied again? My my hands were handcuffed and my ankles were zip tied okay. together. But and, then he also had a rope. And then he had a rope tying that together. And mm. I was never able to get out of the handcuffs or zip ties, yeah. but I was able to get out of the rope. And so then I would like stand up and hop because I couldn't walk. Oh. And at one point I was like, okay, I'm going to hop. And I was like, okay, I'm either going to hop my way to this window and throw myself out this glass, wow. or I'm going to hop through the kitchen and hopefully get to the, the garage door where I could maybe unlock it with it, backwards. I mean, how much time did you think you had to do this? None. But but what do you do? You I see, don't know. You know, you're sitting there and you're like, I can lay here and and just let him, or I can do everything in my That's power right. to fight. fight and so I life. thought, you know what, I'm going to fight. And yeah. I was terrified because I was like, he's going to come back and he's going to see me. And at one point when I was trying to hop through the kitchen to the garage door, he came back down that hall and he saw me. And I remember I hopped away and yeah. and I went you really hopped. thought you could get yeah, away from I, him. I was no, I was hopping away to go back to the spot to oh. lay down, like oh. hoping that he would not beat me oh. because I was so scared because because he caught me. And he, of course, did he, he did. say anything? Oh, was he, he yelling? Oh, he at would you? yell. He yelled. You know, did he, at, you know, F did word. he know your name? No, no, that, that he never used my name. Really? Yeah, but no. Oh, he said all kinds of horrible things to me. You know, but would beat me just you know unmercifully. He at one point threatened he had a, a knife kind of cutter thing box cutter knife yeah. and he at one point because i you know i was not complying i was not doing what he wanted and he, at one point he held it like to my eyeball and he said i will i remember i cried on stand with this but he said i will mess you up so much he was like they will not know who you are he was like i will cut your eyes out i will he's like i will cut your face off i mean he so there are two types of people mm -hmm. one who complies and one who doesn't yeah. you didn't i didn't that did scare me though I, okay, that's when, a pretty when, pretty big threat. Yeah, when he threatened that, I, I kind of stopped for a little bit. You know, it didn't keep me from continuing to try to fight. But at that moment, I, you know, but no, he, every, I would say I was in the house with him for about an hour and every two to three minutes he beat me within that hour. I mean, I was. With his fist or did he fist, have a weapon? He didn't have a weapon. It was fists. So and, he had some kind of anger toward I guess, women. yes. Fists, um, he would take my hair and beat my head against the hardwood floor. And you couldn't protect yourself. No, because I had no hands. Yeah. But I, later on, the detective said, did you bite him? And I said, I don't know. And apparently I had bit the fire out of his stomach. Like, I mean, he said it you looked like... You got that close to his oh, abdomen? Yeah, because he, you know, if, if if he came in and I'm down and then I'm up, you know, and he grabs okay. me, you know, and he's, yes. you know, you're, you're fighting with your mouth. You're doing anything you can. And at one point, one of the checks is like, do you remember biting him? And I said, I don't, I don't know. And he said, well, you did. And it looks like a dog. <laughs> it looks like a dog bite. Good. And good. I said, well, good. And he said, it was nasty. And he said, I guess before when he came in, he said his arms were just 
bloody clawed. Good. And I, cl- I mean, I clawed. Yeah. I mean, I did everything I could. Yeah, you were fighting for your life. Yes, absolutely. Um, but it, you don't remember. I don't. I don't remember biting mm-hmm. him. But I think you just do. Even it. now, you don't. Remember I don't remember biting him. That. No, but I mean, I know I did. Obviously, I mean, it was there. Now, let me give the audience just a minute to understand uh, your diminutive size. You were how tall? I'm five foot, exactly. Five okay. foot tall. And at the time, I'm not yes. going to ask your weight now. It doesn't matter. You're still very small. <laughs> but did you even weigh 100? Because you were you yeah. know, just out of college. You didn't have two babies. I mean, you might weigh 102 No, I've, now, I've had two babies but, now. But no, okay. So back back then, I weighed about 110. You, woo! 110, 115. I'm calling Jenny Craig. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Nothing so no, to I, I was not big. And in fact, actually, this is very interesting. Um, I'd, I was thinking back about this the other day. I was the strongest and the most fit I have ever been in my life at that very point. And you know why? And it makes me, no, listen, it makes me cry again because I was doing two a days at that point. My, my office had a gym for the employees wow. and I was working out after I was doing two a day workouts because I thought that I was getting ready for swimsuit season because this was in May. But I was getting ready to fight yeah, the, big, the biggest yeah, fight of my protection. life. And I, that was something that I knew that God had done for me because I mean, I, I mean, I really was, I was like, Oh, I'm getting ready for swimsuit season. And I was strong. I was the strongest I've ever been stronger mm. than I am now. Mm. And, and I realize now that I was training to, to, to fight for my life. How, what size man is he? Cause he's, he's, he's still, about six feet tall. I mean, he's wow, tall and he was a whole foot taller than you. Yes. A whole foot taller. And I'm weight. I'm not sure. I mean, I would say, 180, probably 180, 185. Yeah, he went in 200 slim. pounds. He was very slim, slim. but he he was strong. A I mean, foot taller than you. Yeah, but and I fought with everything I had, but it, it didn't seem it didn't. I mean, yeah. it mattered some, but it. I mean, he what ultimately a bully, still. Though. Oh, what, what a bully! bully. Yeah. yeah, pick on someone your own size. Well, exactly. Yeah, I'm exactly. Just, I'm, there's so many things we want to say to him. Oh. Now, I hate to ask the question, but people want to know: Were you sexually assaulted? No, I was not, and and that's a, that's a good question because. Um, even though, like I said, I was I was knocked unconscious, you know, while I was there, um, I, I kept thinking at those times when I'm when my head was being beaten against the floor. I thought if I survive this, I'm I'm not going to know who I am. I'm not. I mean, I really thought that. I did. I thought if I survive this, my mind is going to be so messed up that I'm not going to know who I am. But to answer your question, no, I was not. But I, I, it, I is my belief and the beliefs of the detectives that he would have because later when they found the bag that he had packed. Um, he packed my black stiletto patent leather high heels that I had worn to church that day. Weirdo. Um, and to the grocery store, which he worked at that day. Oh. I had worn them. I didn't see him there, but he, they said he worked that day. And I, oh, then he went, saw you. I went to that Chanel Croker. Yeah. Oh. Chill still. I know. Um, he had packed some lacy camisoles and some lacy, you know, under, can they, undergarments. Can the prosecutors charge an intent? For sexual they meat, can, for sexual They assault? can, and they, um, you know, we can talk about that later too, but, you know, they ended up having five charges that held against him, but yeah. they originally started out with about seven or eight. Is that right? And I remember okay. the detective telling me, we're going to take these off because we only want to charge with what we know. Sure. I understand. And I think that sexual intent for sexual assault yeah. was on there. Um, and No, but the things that he, and he packed more than one. It wasn't like one lacy camisole and one lacy under, you know, it was several. So that's what makes Did me. Did he think y'all were going to run off together as lovers? I, I mean, think, I think truly he was, I was going to be one of those girls that stashed away for a while. Now I, I was smart. Yeah. I'm wondering, okay, was it going to be stashed for a week and then kill me? Or was it going to be stashed for years? I don't think he intended to kill me that day, but I think. Why do you think that? 
You think he because, wanted to because have his why, way with you? Yeah, because why would you pack that many that's changes true. of clothes? In, in my mind. Yeah. That's, because, that's I mean, if, if they're going to rape you and be done, then I think one outfit should yeah. do, I would think. So, yeah. I mean, it was a, a couple of things. and, and it was, But none of it would have been items that I could wear out. It no. was all, and it was all things that would have been rape and for sure. The other thing for him to be so familiar with where your panty drawer was exactly. and your camisole drawer was I exactly mean, it would take anybody a moment to get their bearings. If you, if I came into your home now, Northwest mm-hmm. Arkansas, I go, yeah, where now, the world? Hey, yes. where, where's your stuff? Yeah, and exactly. I, you would hear me in there. Mm-hmm. So when you heard him go back there, what did you think he was getting? Well, I was hoping he was robbing me, like he said, because your your mind was hoping. Yeah, right. But I really, I really didn't know. I, I mean, I truly did not go there because I, I. That, you're, trying, that's you're trying to fight for your life. That's an, yeah. well, no, no, no. That's another thing is I, I truly believe that that the Lord, you know, only allows things to happen to you that He knows you can handle. And I truly don't know that I could have handled sexual assault. I don't know that I. Girl, could, you handled a lot as it I, is. I know, but I, I just, I, to this day, I think I don't know if I could have come back from that yeah. mentally. And so I'm so thankful. That that didn't happen we know it would have yeah and i have asked I, i'm actually very good friends with both the detectives now and um even you know gosh what 12 years later yeah um but i asked one of them point blank one time i said would he have killed me and he said oh honey absolutely he said no there is no question they know my the mind. mind of that type oh and of he says I, he said he said i think he has and i think they're he's like i am still waiting to find those trophies i and, cannot and they find won't them. be surprised when uh-uh. they and, and we'll talk about uh, the sentence for the man. And uh, do, have we mentioned his name? His name is Jim Huff. Okay. Yep. And um, yeah, so his sentencing, you can yeah, we can talk about yeah. that whenever. Uh, but wait, ready. now I need to go through. So um, later, when and I know you had to have therapy because anyone would have to have I therapy did. after this. And uh, I know the Pulaski County prosecutor has um, people on staff to help victims, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate because a friend of mine was a victim. Um, yes. and advocates and stuff, so which is good. So in your counseling then, or in your mind at night, did you lie in bed thinking what could have happened? Oh, yes. And, you know, I had a great therapist. Um, his name is Gray, and um, wonderful man. He was actually a detective. And oh, he was, I remember he, he was, when he was, yeah, with LRP. Yeah, like a homicide detective. Yeah. And he um, he was retired from that, and he was the he was a gift to me. Yeah. And no, who better to understand yes. the minds of victims than a homicide right. detective? And I, I'm not going to lie. When when I went to him and was told that he would be the best for me, I was scared because he was a man. Yeah. It took me a while. Oh, it bet. took me a while to feel okay. Yeah. yeah. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm going by myself. You know, this. It, and, yes. and obviously it just took a couple times yes. and I realized I was safe yes. with Gray. But he, he helped me so much not only just and it's funny when you start going to therapy you end up talking about everything else too it's not just the one thing and he was so good about helping me with everything going on in my life and and it all circled back to the attack but it it was more than that and he he i kept saying i just want to be normal again and he said sweetie you're never going to be normal again there is no normal he said now yeah you're you're never going to be normal again but i can help you navigate what the new normal is going to look like because it's never going to be what it was. Because yeah. this has happened. You know, right. you can't erase that yeah. from your, your mind. And, but he was very good because I would say things like, well, why did he do this? Or what if this? And what if that? And he, there were a few things that I I really had a hard time with. And he, I finally asked him, I said, well, what do you think he meant by that? And he, he would tell me. And it was, it was, it was hard to hear. Difficult to hear. It was very difficult to hear. Why? Because 
you knew it, but you because because it, it was it was confirming something yeah. sexual that w- w- really yeah. scared me. Yeah, and um and yeah, but he was perverted, yeah, very and very so and twisted. Yes, and our minds I, we can't wrap our minds around it because I I didn't you probably didn't know evil existed like no that. i didn't and, and that that's the thing too about you know because i'm i'm a christian and i have a you know strong relationship with the lord and i just don't think that we know it exists obviously yes. i mean you read your bible you know there yes. and you have yes. to fight against that and pray against it but i had never faced it and i truly don't think a christian mind can fathom because we we really can't we cannot go to that level of evil and so when, and that's where I finally have found peace with not having the answers because sometimes it's like, even if you tried to understand it, you couldn't. Because I kept saying, it wasn't even why me, because I didn't want it to happen to somebody else. Oh, I wasn't, good. I wasn't upset that it was me. I was just, I just didn't understand why at all. Why would you do this to any woman? You know, young woman walking her dog, just living her life. I wasn't hurting. And that's the thing, too, is, you know, my parents always taught me, be careful where you go. Uh, always be aware of your too. surroundings. Right. You know, make sure that you're safe. And I was. And I'm like, I was in my home. I know. And so that was the other thing. With was the just, iron door and the yes, wood doors and exactly. everything. And, and so, the dog. And that was, that was the other thing. It was just like, okay, so now I can't even be home and feel safe. You right. know, it was, it was very upsetting. Did you me. think your roommates were going to come in? Did you threaten him with that? Oh, I threatened him with I because I had a um, like a purity ring that was my grandmother's, and I don't, I don't have it on now, but um, I had it on, and it was a, it's a three diamond ring, and I always wore it on because I wasn't engaged yet. I wore it on this hand, and 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 I kept saying my husband's gonna be home at you any point because oh. I was scared to say the girls will be home because I'm like oh I'm gonna take them too. Well, he knew that you didn't have a husband good been watching yes. you. I get, but I but I was hoping yeah sure you know because I didn't know at that right. point that he'd been watching, and I said my husband's my gonna, husband we call him Rambo yeah you know. my husband's gonna be home any minute. You need to get out of here you know and what did and he say he goes and he he didn't say anything and then he went back to the room and then he came back and i think how he, many trips did he make to your bedroom? girl every three or four i'm telling you he left me every minute or two and then you know every time he came back i was not where he found me and then uh, i got beaten so that I, I lost count of how many times i was beaten so he was punishing he was punishing me time. because i didn't comply i don't think there was one time that he left that he he, he that i was where he found me or where he left me. Yeah. And what I think when he when I said my husband will be home any second, you need to, you know, leave. Mm-hmm. I think what he did is he went to their rooms to make sure there were no men's clothing. Because uh, it, oh, because could he you came, tell where could you No, I could not tell because there was a you would walk you, the family room was up front of the living room and then you would have to walk through um what was like a little sitting room off of the kitchen yes and then there was like where you would eat and then the kitchen was over here and then there was a hallway. Okay. So no, it was down the hall. But he came back and he was more angry than ever. And he said, don't you ever lie to me again and tell me that you have a husband. Okay, he did. And, he I, went and I remember saying, he went, okay, okay, because he was yeah, mad. Yeah. And I mean, that was one of the yeah. maddest I've ever seen him. In that, and I, I've forgotten about that until you brought it up just now. So it started about 7 o'clock. About 7 o'clock, yeah. How, I mean, what was his next step with you? I mean, he, he kept beating you. He kept mm-hmm. grabbing another sock or a shoe or a bracelet yeah. or whatever yeah. these trinkets. Well, then he comes in with my slippers. Not even Your like slippers. my slippers. Okay. Yeah. And he's putting, and I did have pajamas on. I had some boxer shorts and a t-shirt on because I was ready to just chill yeah, for the right. night. I was ready to be done. He's putting my slippers on me. And, and you're still on your stomach. I'm still on my stomach um, for like the 10th time because, you know, I've been hopping around trying yeah. to, you know, escape. And 
I remember yelling because he kept still telling me, I'm not going to do anything to you. I'm just trying to, st-. and I'm like, what do you think? I'm crazy. And I, at that point I had moved the blindfold because um, I, I was rubbing my head against the ground and I had seen my little bag. And I said, if you're not taking me, then why do I need a bag? I mean, I was mad and I was yelling. And then he started putting the shoes on me. I go, why do I need shoes? And he was like, you need to shut up. He's like, I'm ta-, he goes, I'm taking you to highway 10 and I'm going to leave you there so that you can't call the police, which that makes that, no sense. Yeah, no, isn't that an odd thing yeah. for him to place you there? Mm-hmm. And that would be your place of absolute refuge that you you couldn't call anyone for. I mean, I guess. I don't know. But I, I, I don't know why he said Highway 10. I've never understood it. And I know he wasn't going to just and leave that's me. And for those listening, that's a busy highway. Yeah, it's a I'm going to leave you on Highway 10. Highway 10 yeah. in Little Rock. So yeah. why he picked that? But, yeah, because okay. I kept saying, why, why do I need shoes? I was mad. Why do I need shoes? You know, Because this was in, is that kind of the whole high area of Little Rock? Or is that more Midtown? It was Midtown. I mean, whole high, yeah, whole high was, was near. But yes, yeah. in Midtown. Um, and I, actually, I grew up one street away from the street that he attacked me. Oh, and crazy. so it ruined it for me because yeah. you know I used to love to drive through my childhood yeah. neighborhood. And it took years for me to make peace. To yeah. even go down Mississippi, yeah. which right. was, you know. And we learned later, Lisa, you know, that he lived about three blocks from me in the Leewood area, just right over. And I, it just, I can't even believe that. But, yeah. Uh, what do, I mean, I, we all want to know why he picked you. Was it a blonde thing? Was it a small, feisty, petite? I mean, mm-hmm. like, was his wife any of these characteristics? No, she was tall and thin and kind of, I, I, this sounds terrible, but kind of mousy, you know, you know, kind of mousy, kind of gray and, yeah. you know, just kind of, um, but no, we, nobody, I don't think anybody knows. Mm. I, they, they do think it's a hate towards women. Yeah, it is. Um, that, that is such vile mm-hmm. that he's expressing in the rage he has yeah. toward an innocent. Yeah. And 20, the, one of the, what were you, 22, 23? I was 24. Four, okay, I believe. 24, 24 or 25, yeah. I mean, just out of college. And- yeah, and so um, I was 24 when I was attacked, 25 by the time of the trial. Okay. I was trying to, that's why I was having a moment. But um, nobody knows. And and the detective said, you know, it could be that, you know, women have rejected him at some point, mm-hmm. and, you know, they just build up that. Um, but no, so that, he, so we're there, and he's packing the bag, and I'm, I know at that point, great, he's taking me. I'm, I'm I, I was Shit. panicking internally. And I had, in the times that he would return, I was face down and I was moving that blindfold so I could have like one eye out. I was studying his shorts in my mind. And, and this is something Could you too, look back at his face at this point? I couldn't look back at his face because, okay. I mean, I still had the blind, and I didn't want him to know that I was uh, looking okay. down. Um, but I had very much the prompting of the Holy Spirit um, in my mind the whole time saying things like study his shoes, study his shoes, study his good. shorts, you know, and, or if I was knocked unconscious, I would hear a voice that would say, wake up, wake up. You got to open your eyes. You got to open your eyes. You got to wake up, got to wake up. And, um, and so I did, I studied his shoes. I studied his shorts. I tried to remember. And he was white. He was white. And yes. he had a Southern accent or temperate, no, mild not, I mean, anything no. that you could No, Matthew McConaughey's here. He okay. was not, he was okay. not Southern. Right. He was, I'm no. just wondering, you know, were there things, cause you, didn't see his face, so you're going to have to listen. No, I saw his face when he came in the door. Oh, that's right. But I, did, right. I didn't keep studying his okay. face. But but what helped me is he looked a lot like one of my friend's dads. And okay. so later on, when, my par- when I see my parents, I said, he looked like so-and-so. And she's like, okay. Oh, you know, and that okay. helped me okay. kind of remember. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so he... 
I hear him, or we see. Wait, is he in sandals or slippers? He was or in socks, and, like white socks weirdo. and tennis shoes. Yeah, okay. white socks and tennis shoes. Yeah, and and I, I don't remember the the type of shoe at the time. I did back. I did that night. I was able to like spout it off. I think really, and I was able to tell them what color shorts he had. I have blocked that out since okay, then. Good. Um, but and I think I was able to tell them even what color shirt he had on. I I just have blocked yeah. it out. But he did have on it like a baseball cap kind of thing. But he had glasses on for he some glasses. of this. Yes. Did he have them on the whole time? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Um, and he had his his hat, and then he stood me up, and I and I remember thinking, great, we're, we're he's about to your me. arms are still behind you. My arms are still behind me. Still... He, at that point, he cut the zip ties off. He put the slippers on me. The zip okay. ties have been cut off. I am still handcuffed. He undoes one of the handcuffs, and as soon as he undoes it, I start fighting, clawing, doing all the things. And he, of course, at that point, he's standing behind me, and he takes his hands and he strangles me. And at that point, I remember I wasn't facing him. He was behind me. And I remember he did it, and I, I, it's it's like you could feel your heart. My heart was slowing. Well, you know, you could, yes, die, die yeah. very easily. My heart was slowing. Were and you I, gasping, choking, I saying I, anything? I couldn't because he was, he was doing it so tightly. I couldn't do anything. I mean, I was trying to fight it, but I remember just, I passed out. Like, I mean, it was like I passed out because, and I remember thinking like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm dead. That's it. I'm dead. And then I, when I came to. Did you crumple to the floor? I don't remember. Okay. I, but when I came to. Um, he had he was opening the door uh, and I because um, this happened you know like probably about 10 steps from the door is there still one handcuff on him There's still one handcuff on me are you and um, and and I kind of come to and I'm like what in the, and he's like we're leaving and he's and he's he puts his hat on my head and he says we're just gonna walk out of here and he's like and you're not gonna do a thing and he has the box cutter at my throat and I and the reason he took the handcuff off is because he wanted one hand to appear that I was if someone not was restrained. driving by not yeah. but he had the other one you know yeah he wanted it to appear that we were walking out together well as soon as we get out and I hear that that glass iron door slam I start screaming Good. and yelling for my neighbor Karen who yes. lived next door and I'm screaming she wasn't home I didn't know screaming screaming because at that point I didn't were really you saying know. help or were you calling somebody's name I was saying Karen Karen help help me I was saying help me help yes, me anybody. you know anybody mm-hmm. but I only knew Karen we you know we worked we you yeah. know I just didn't know all my other neighbors we would wave if we saw people I didn't know their names yeah. and but she, she went home I didn't know and um so I start screaming well at that point he starts stabbing me with the box cutter there in front of uh, yeah, I, we're, I, we're still in the the walkway but yes so he starts stabbing me in the back and in the head and um I, yeah so I mean I was so you have cuts all over you at this time well not all over but I had but, like a couple on my back and then my head had a little a cut that would hurt but but you know adrenaline you don't know okay. and that's but that's another thing too you can say adrenaline but I still take it back to God because even when he was beating me unmercifully I remember thinking like as my head was getting blown against the floor in his fist I remember thinking gosh this should hurt more than it does yeah and Lisa I promise you I felt a hand like cushioning mm. and so I, I I truly think that 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 God was right there I mean I didn't see him you know but I heard and I didn't hear like a loud voice but I heard it internally and I do I do felt when my head would hit the floor I would think gosh that should have hurt a little bit worse now to look at me you would know it it hurt because I was disformed and disfigured and you couldn't I mean my head was double the size I mean it the bridge of my nose was I mean I was black and blue and swollen but um but when we, when we got outside, I started fighting. Well, he took my hair after he had stabbed me, and he took me by the, my hair, and he smoked my head onto the concrete pavement. And oh, then again, and then I and gosh. then I'm not I'm knocked out again. So at that point, again, 
I didn't, you know, you don't think about that when you're fighting that they're going to knock you out and take you. You're just trying to survive. And what I, kind of headache did you? Or oh, you did it, oh, Lisa, it was for days. Did mo- you no, have mo- months. Is Vert- that vertigo. Right? He knocked my ear. You know, you have these little the, ear crystals. Yes. He knocked those so loose. It was months of vertigo. I had to go um, to Doctor Garner. Um, yeah, the ENT. Yes, and he saved me from like the constant throwing up. Yes, and the constant yeah. Blab. It feels like you're on the tilt world. I couldn't watch. You know, you're you know you're in recovery, and you're like, I just want to read a book or I just want to watch a movie. You could. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I was so sick all the time. Wow. And um and and then later on, so he's dragging me. But I come to, so he knocks me out, and I'm sorry, I'm jumping around. Um, but he starts, I come to, and he is dragging me by the arm and the hair through the yard. And did you have the long hair you have now? E, I'm thinking back. Um, I believe I still had long hair, yeah. yes. Um, at wow. some point, I know I had trimmed it maybe before the trial. But no, no, I had I had long oh, hair. Oh, that even hurts. Like, everything you're telling me, mm-hmm. I can almost feel it. If, yeah. if someone ever pulled my hair, but it was being, all of your hair. It was all dragged. being drugged in my arm. So it wasn't just hair, it was arm and hair. But he's dragging me, and I come and to are you it. still, are you yelling again? At well, that at that point, I'm just coming to. And then I start yelling again, help oh, me, help it me. it knocked you out. It knocked me out when he hit me oh, on the pavement. And then I'm coming to. Again, I... I'm just thankful that I would come to every time. Because, yeah. I mean, what if I didn't? You know, he would yeah. have already taken me. Yeah. And I see a man walking towards me. And at that point, Jim Huff is kicking me in, in the, um, like, the rib cage and then, like, my kidney area. In the back. In the back. And we later learned that he kicked me so hard that I passed kidney stones in the ER that night. Um, but, I mean, kicking, <sighs> I don't know if I can cuss on the air, but um, the, the, the neighbor... But- the neighbor described it as kicking the SHIT out of me. Yes. Um, Apple Podcast, she spelled it. <laughs> Darren will tell you they have. A, they're very picky about their clean rating. So oh. now you're you're uh, fine. But no, he. I mean, that's what he said. He said that was what I kept, yeah. walked into the yard is this man beating the you know what out of this woman. And he said, "What is going on?" And he said that, that Jim Huff looked at him and said, "I'm taking her to rehab." And the neighbor said, at that point, I was like, okay, is this a dad taking his daughter to rehab? Yeah. Is this a much older boyfriend taking yeah. his daughter? Yeah. He's like, I did, or not daughter, his how, girlfriend. How old a guy was he? My neighbor? No, no uh, Jim Huff. Um, the perpetrator. Jim was at the time, oh gosh, 50s. Okay. And now he's, I think, 60s because it's yeah. been, you know. Yeah. But yeah, um, he, I want to say like 56. Okay. Or so. I, I You know, it's yeah. amazing what you block out after. Yeah. I was very yeah. sharp on it for years and I've just kind of yeah. let it mellow. But I want to say it was 54, okay. 55. So, yeah, that would be almost, yeah, that would be a dad. Oh, definitely a dad's age. I mean, I was 20, what, 24? Yeah. Um. So he, he was just thinking, okay, this is a dad taking his daughter to rehab. And he said, and at that point I was like, I don't care what it is. This is horrible. You don't do this to people. But he didn't know. So he starts to walk away. And of course, in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's know, leaving. You're, he's you're leaving. My only hope. And so Jim Huff keeps doing what he's doing, take it, dragging me. And he's dragging me. And I am looking on the ground and I'm grabbing at tree roots, you know, anything. with my nails and the bushes, anything. I'm just trying to, to grab something. And at that point, when he gets me to the driveway, which the driveway's on the side of the house, my Lexus was parked. It was a sedan, um, kind of, I don't know how to describe it, but it was parked, you know, toward the front he was parked not directly beside me but like our back tires were kind of or his front tire and my back tire were kind of aligning okay so they were near each other but not side by side he was just a little but not directly behind and he lays me down on the ground and he's trying to open his door and I start crawling because remember my arm's free still I still have a handcuff on but it's the other one's free because he's trying to make me look like you know when we walked out And I see my tire to my sedan, and I just wrapped my whole body, my arms, my legs, everything around that tire. And again, you're five feet, all of five feet. Mm-hmm. So you don't have much to wrap around a tire. 
But you are hanging I am, at 110 pounds. I am wrapped around this tire, gripping it. That just, was a good move. Because I just, that was what I saw. And I, because I mean, the roots were, you know, I had grabbed yeah. everything I could and I saw, okay, there's a tire. This so is you last. aren't screaming anymore, help. No, at this I'm not point. screaming anymore because I'm like, there's nothing. I mean, this man knows. And I, I keep uh, thinking in my head, maybe there's some hope because this man knows that I'm out here. But he walked away. And so at the time, I was thinking. And you didn't know his name or anything? At, not, not at the time, no. His name yeah. was Greg, but, um, okay. but I didn't know him at the yeah. time. Oh. And I, so I'm wrapping myself around the tire, but I, I was, I had lost a lot of strength by then because I was exhausted. And he was able to. What time of night do you think it was by now? About eight. So 805 you've been being beaten for 60 65 minutes, minutes. yes I mean, without a, a break. an hour and it, it really was without a break i mean maybe a couple minute breaks every you know because he was back trying to pack but so i he he's able to get me off of the tire and then he, wait is the food still cooking oh yeah the soup i was making vegetable soup <laughs> in august uh, yeah. in May. No, I'm, in I'm sorry, May. May. Yeah. This, we're, but we're I, in August, just, August. Yeah, I just, in May. You know, yeah. I like, that's that, Arkansas. That's what, I would ta- that's what I would take to work right. for lunch, you, you know? Cool week that Yeah, week, yeah. exactly. So, but yeah, it was it was simmering on the stove. Okay. Um, And so, yeah, I remember what I was making it. I do. And I, your dog, where was your dog? He was still point? in, well, I thought that maybe he killed him. Because I was, I was terrified. I did because I, I didn't know because you know Bentley was barking, but he, but thankfully I'd put, I think he would have killed him if I hadn't put him in the little dog pen. Yeah. Because... So I'm laying there and he, he starts to take the um, handcuff off and he, or he's trying to get me in the car. I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. He's trying to get me in the car. So are you standing up at this point? Nope, still laying down. Okay. And he's trying to drag me to his car and I get to like where I'm right under his front tire and all of a sudden he looks up and I think he sees the neighbor coming back and the neighbor's on the phone. Mm-hmm. And that's what was going on is he wasn't leaving me and later he, oh, tells, good. he tells me, he <sighs> says, Haley, I am so, well, he didn't tell me, he, yeah. he didn't call me Haley, but later yeah. on he's like, sweetheart, I am so sorry. He said, I was not leaving you. I just didn't know. And I just good. wanted to get to the police as fast as I could. I didn't know what was, I didn't Greg know. Because would have had sleepless nights. Yes. And he was like, I didn't know if this was your dad. He's like, either yeah. way, it's a horrible, but yes. I just, I didn't that's know. That's right. And he didn't, right. he didn't sure. know. And so he was on the phone with the police and I think Jim Huff sees that and he thinks well I'm gonna get stuck with her I'm gonna get caught with her in my car because he's got my vehicle description and he's gonna tell you know if I take her oh, then yeah. I'm gonna get pulled over and I'm yeah. you know so yeah. he says well looks like I'm gonna have to leave you here and he starts undoing the handcuff. Isn't that interesting that all of a sudden he abandoned ship mm-hmm. because he got caught. got caught yeah and so he takes off the handcuff he's already you know was trying to put me in the car and then he realizes you know he's coming yeah. back and he says, don't move. And he was real mean about it. And I was under the tire. I didn't really know it at the time. But then all of a sudden I came to again, you know, because I'm kind of in and out. And I remember hearing this voice that says, roll away, roll away, roll away, roll away. Because I hear his car start. And, he's, and he says, don't move. And he, oh, he, he was, was hoping he was going to run over me because he didn't want me to be able to say anything. Identify. And again, that voice, Holy Spirit. Don't yes. roll away, roll away, roll away. So I did. I rolled. And you had no strength at this no point. No strength. Now, my eyes were closed. I don't even, I was like, hopefully I'm rolling in the right direction. So you, the blindfold was, yeah, yeah it had he, to be because yeah, you he had wanted to look, me to appear. compliant. Yes. Right. So I'm rolling away. And then all of a sudden I hear the same voice say, open your eyes, open your eyes, look at his tags, look at his tags, look at his tags. And I did. And he was speeding off so fast. And I was, so, I couldn't, I saw the car. And at that point, that's when I was like, oh, that's the same car I saw. You did put it together. Finally. But I didn't, I couldn't see the tags. And what, this is another God thing, Lisa. So he drove a kind of a green explorer. Yeah. And I was able to tell them the year or about the year because before I had graduated college and gotten my Lexus, I had driven a Ford Explorer, a white one that was a 96. And his was a 95, 96. And I was able to identify the year because it looked just like mine. Plus nobody drives a green Explorer. Let's face it. Yeah, a green, yeah. Exactly. 
So I mean, the white socks, the shoes. I mean, he yeah, was not it a was, man. He of was not no, pristine taste. No, 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 not at all. And I'm saying that for levity, y'all. Yeah, I'm just, not being. We have to laugh. We have that's to laugh. Right. Absolutely. I'm not being no, it, do, at all. it does not. It does not take. But but that but that's another God thing. Is I don't think I would have been able to say about right. the year if I hadn't right. driven a similar vehicle. Right. Um. So yeah. So then all of a sudden I. I believe I'm standing up again. Not quite sure. Do you still have the handcuff? Then? No, he took he it. Took he took everything. It. He took it because he wanted. Well, he did. He tried to take everything. But, but where what, was your bag? In the yard because we dropped it in the fight. Because you know I'm, I'm fighting. I'm yes. fighting hard. Yeah. He drops the bag and then his hat because he put his hat on. Oh, me. he did drop. So well, he left he, his it, DNA. Yeah, it was on the hat because it fell off my head yeah. at some point. So the hat's in the yard. My bag's in the yard. That's all the police needed, really. No, he took the box cutter. He took the gag. He took the handcuffs. Left nothing in the house. Not that I'm aware of. Um, my roommates. I did ask them at one point, like, what did it look like? And she said, because well, you never went back, right? Except to move your stuff okay, out. Okay, so or? no, I so that night, I walked in for just a brief moment. I don't, I very, very before I went to the because yard. who turned off the soup? You know, I'm still going. Oh, back. oh yeah, no, that's just hilarious. So the so when um, the neighbor meets me in the yard, well, at that point he's still on the phone. His wife, his sweet wife, comes and meets me, and she's I'm I'm kind of wandering around. I don't even know what I'm doing. And she goes, okay. And, she, and I, I just looked at her and I said, I don't know him. I didn't know him. I don't know him. And she's like, okay, okay. And I remember saying, he killed my dog. He killed my dog. That's what you thought. And, she, and then I said, and, I, and my, my soup, my, I just said my soup, my soup. And she yeah. was like, what? And I said, I think it's on the stove. Cause I mean, you do, you think of things like, yeah. am I going to burn down the house? Is my dog yeah, dead? Right. And she's like, sweetie, don't worry about that. I'll take care of it. And she goes, you need to come to my house. And so at that point they'd walked me over like, to their house. Were you limping at this point? I don't know. I don't you think don't so. Know. I think the adrenaline wow. the, the adrenaline was still there. I was able to walk and I remember they got me she had gone to get Bentley, my dog. She had turned my soup off. I think at that point she'd found How myself. How happy were you when you saw your oh, baby? Oh, I was so thankful because I really did think that he maybe killed him. I did. And 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 that's another thing. I cuz Bentley's still alive. He's still with me. He's 16. He'll be 17 Are in, you serious? Or he'll be 16 in September and I always say that dog has seen everything. More um, than anybody, yeah, he has right. seen it all. He's been with me because yeah, your boyfriend went with you. He at went that with point. me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so Bentley has seen. He has seen and heard everything. Where was your phone at this point? Should it was on the kitchen it? table, yeah. and I think she brought it at some point. I used their house phone to call because they get me inside, and I remember they, they there was a, a, a navy blue leather chair, and she was like, "Please sit down, please sit down." And I remember saying, "I am so sorry." I am so sorry for my appearance, you know, Southern women. I am so sorry for the way I look. I don't usually look like this. I mean, I'm covered in blood. I'm, you know, and she's like, and she, and she's like, please sit down. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to. And she's like, sit down. And I was like, okay, yes, ma'am. I mean, she, I did not want to dirty did you their start furniture. Crying? No, not at that point, no. And I just kept saying, I didn't know him. I don't know who he was. I didn't know him. And then I tell Greg, you know, my name, and he goes, oh, I know your dad, you know, from high school or something, or you're an uncle, or. Mm-hmm. And so he hands me their. Phone. I, I start spouting off phone numbers. You know, my parents' phone number, my boyfriend's phone number. I'm glad you knew it because everything else we have is on our phone. Exactly. Well, yeah, but I mean, and it's amazing that my mind could do yeah, it. That's and so, true. but so they call, and I don't think they got a hold of my parents at first. They got a hold of Logan. He immediately starts coming. Then my dad calls back. You know, I think they were sitting down to dinner or something. I and cannot just didn't. imagine what that phone call was oh. like for a daddy and his little girl. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's hard for me as a parent to yeah. even hear it. And so I know my mom said that she. So like, when well, you heard their voices, did you break down? I don't even think I talked to them. I think that that Greg talked to them okay. and said you need to come. Um, and I know my mom has said um, it was should have been about a 15, 15 minute drive, and we got there in about four. You know, so she said I've never seen your dad drive so fast in my life. But they got there. The ambulance was already there. Um, they came in, and I believe the detectives were arriving about the same time. 
And I remember the ambulance was trying to, like, you know, help me. And, and the detective said, listen, we know that she's in bad shape. But if we could just get as much information from her right now, we're not trying to be insensitive, but you would not believe what she's going to forget once she's on meds, wow. once she's yeah. coming, you know, once yeah. the adrenaline. Yeah. And Shock. so he said, this is not to be insensitive, but if we could get this information, it might help her. And that was in the ambulance? This, no, the, this was still at the, the at, neighbor's at house. At the house, okay. And the ambulance was there, and they're trying to, you know. And so mm. they everybody agreed. And by that point, my sweet roommates were coming home. And they're coming home to, because remember, I couldn't call them. I didn't know their numbers by heart, even though they were like yeah. my sisters. They were in my phone. But I knew my boyfriend's number. I knew my parents' number. And... They're coming home. They have no clue. One's coming. Less. She had been out of town, actually, with her parents. They had gone, like, to Hot Springs or so something. So it's 8.30 at this yeah, time? Yeah, 8.30, 9, maybe even 9 so by it's now. Getting, it's dark. It's dark, and yeah. May and and they're coming home, and they're seeing cop cars and ambulance Ugh. and my parents. And at that point, my the, the detectives had said, okay, if, you're, if your parents could walk, leave. And if um, the, the ambulance, the, the paramedics could leave, just go stand in the driveway. We need to just have her to ourselves with no distractions. And he had a recorder. They let Bentley stay, the dog. Um, but we, and they start just asking me all the things. And what's really funny about this is I, um, and none of it's funny, but it, you have, again, you have to laugh. Yes, you do. Right before we went to jury trial, you know, I'm meeting, I've, I've been meeting with my attorneys and all that, but we, we were, be, I'm being briefed and, and I'm looking, I'm reading pages of this interview that I gave that night. First time I'd ever, you know, really seen it. And it's paid, and it, and it is word for word. So if you cough, your cough is, you know, recorded. And I remember at one point, <laughs> he's asking me a question, and all of a sudden I say, Oh, he just wants you to pet him. And I'm like, What am I talking about? Oh, it and it was the dog. dog. The dog was nudging the detective's hand. I'm like, Oh, he wants you to pet him. You know, and I'm just laughing at this, Good. you know, we're you talking about a brutal attack. And then I'm like, What is he? What am I? T-? And I'm like, Oh, it's the dog. You know, so it's word for word was on this, you know, and they did, they got everything. So that's May of 2010. You went to trial when? We we had a, several preliminary trials. Um, His arraignment, everything. So you oh, were there every oh, we step had, of the way. We had um, what did they call it? the bail the bail yeah, hearing. That's right. And then we had a like a little 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 mini trials where there's other people in there. It wasn't just us. And then by the end of April, I want to say it was April 26th and 27th um, of 2011. So it was a two day trial. It was a two day trial. And they knew, they know about how long the trial will last. They tell you everyone. Yeah. Because obviously the state versus. Mm -hmm. So the state says, these are all the witnesses we're bringing. Yes. Did he have anybody on his side? I mean, anybody? Well, his wife. Does, what was his alibi? I mean, he had no alibi. He had no alibi. He, I mean, he, I mean. It's his DNA all over you, everything. But I mean, he never, they didn't really put him on the stand ever. And he, oh. he never, um, he, I mean, he just acted like I didn't do it, you know, or, you know, it was, it, there was never a, yeah. I was here or there because they couldn't. I mean, no. when they, when they finally found, or not found, three days later, they finally found him. I mean, he was still wearing the shirt that he attacked me in and my blood was on it. Three days later? Three days later. What, now another point that he's a weirdo, he didn't change clothes? He didn't change clothes. Okay, that's odd. Yeah, so my blood was found on his shoes and okay. on his shirt. But it, when it happened, his wife had been out of town caring for her mother. I don't know where she was, but she had come oh, back. Oh, so he had planned this for when uh, she apparently. was gone. So she had come back the very, like, 30 minutes before they're knocking on the door saying, we have a warrant for this guy's arrest. Because they had, um, what do you call the, like, undercover people watching yeah, him. Uh -huh. So um, a, a neighbor of his who happened to be a friend of my mother's and mine, uh, my mom had 
um, always, she's always stayed home with us. She was an RN and, um, but then she retired and she stayed home with my brother and I, and then my, you know, my brother was getting older and she was like, I just, you know, I don't, he doesn't need me as much, you know, boys, you know, kind of don't need their moms as much as their, you know, their girls. And she's like, I want to just work a little bit. So she went back to the school and, um, to Little Art Christian and she started working, um, as the assistant art teacher. And she got to know this sweet, um, lady who was also a teacher's assistant and they became such good friends because their little desks were by each other in the hall and got to know her and, and, what's amazing about this connection is if we had not met her we would have never found him I don't think that quickly because she actually was his across the street neighbor and when she heard the story of me because she's a friend she thought about it for you know a day or so and she couldn't sleep and she said I just kept thinking I know exactly who this person is but I would rather die than than accuse someone if I'm wrong so her husband at the time um, ran up Jim Huff's driveway to make sure that the car was the description description. because she had had some funny things you know had seen some weird behavior from him and and that was she called and I remember when she called and she said I need she said my my dad answered and he's like oh let me get back in he she was like she's like no I need to talk to you and he was like oh that's weird because we don't usually talk and she wanted to tell my dad she was the one who told him I think I've got the man yeah. Is there, what does a daddy do at that point? It, oh, a daddy wanted to get in the car. That's what I and that's yeah, what oh, it took every, everything. You had to hide the weapons. Oh, pretty much. I mean, was, I, I didn't because I was still on, you know, on right. not even in my right. right mind, but yes. Oh, I think it took Were you every, still in the hospital at that point? No, no. Um, in fact, this is a miracle too. So I, I, I know I'm jumping around a lot, but that night, after they interviewed me and then the paramedics come in and they're you know trying to so they're like please go with us please go with us well you know remember i work at arkansas blue cross yeah and you know we have this joke you don't ever go in an ambulance because they'll balance bill you that's right that's right <laughs> and so it did i mean you could have your head cut off you don't go with the ambulance mm-hmm. well my mom's an rn and she said if can we take her and they were like ma'am she really needs to go with us and i'm like i really don't want to and they're like okay fine just go with your parents but please you know because i was in bad shape um, but my adrenaline was still there, and I remember they were like, well, let's let us take a, a quick assessment, and they stood me up in this neighbor's home, in Greg and um, Laura's home, and I remember I stood up, and they turned me around, because they were trying to look at the stab wounds, and I remember there was a mirror on the wall, and I turned around, and I looked in that mirror, and I thought, who is that? Like, really? I had really no clue. That. I mean, I was like, that's me? Like, it was unbelievable. How quickly you had swollen oh, and disfigured. Oh, I was, I mean, it was unbelievable. Did and you I, break any teeth? Lose any no, teeth? miraculously, no. Did you have a concussion? I would assume. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And um, so we, so my parents drive me to the ER, and I remember they called a good friend, um, and I don't think he would care. Um, but um, anyways, I, he, he was a doctor there. I don't, I don't want to drop names if I, if I can't. But um, you can say whoever. Uh, Doctor Benton. Um, yeah, sure. Bill Benton. Yeah. Anyways, and they, I don't think they would care. But he, um, they neonatologist. Yes, yeah. yes. But the, he was a Baptist, and they yeah. called. They called him, and they said, "This is what's happening." My dad, Bill and my dad are very, very yeah. close. And he said, "Haley." He said, "Haley's been attacked, and I am on my way." And he said, "I will be right there." Is that right? And he said, "Park in my spot." He did. Yeah. And so he met he met a, he met us at the car with the wheelchair, and I remember going, "Oh, Doctor Minton, I don't need a wheelchair." And yes, I collapsed as soon as because because the adrenaline had finally worn off, and that's when I realized, "Oh my gosh, I am really messed up." And the pain you were the in. The pain. Oh, it all came. I mean, that it was the moment he showed up that wheelchair, and I remember thinking, "I'm fine. I can walk." 
And then, he, and I was like, oh gosh, no, I cannot. And so he, he took me back and he never left. I mean, he was there. I mean, the other doctors were treating me, but when they got there, they were like, okay, we've got a broken jaw. We've got a broken wrist. We've got, you know, all these things going on. And they take me in. And I remember the guy, he called me princess. He went, they was doing my skis. He's like, it's okay, princess. They were so nice to me. They were so, so kind. And he was like, we're just going to, you know, look at your wrist and your jaw. And then they came back and they said, it's a miracle. She is not, she has not one broken bone. Unbelievable. Not, not one. So that's the cushion of every blow, you know, like the So we're detectives. About. So when we see it sometimes in, you know, the documentaries we watch or mm-hmm. the crime shows, sometimes the detectives are at the hospital doing intake, getting in information. Yes. Had they already done it? They had already everything? done it. They had done that it. That was good and that they, they were there. Yeah. They really, I know it did seem insensitive maybe yeah. to family or... Mm-hmm onlookers to think Mm -hmm. get her to a hospital but they were probably doing it where you were the most mm -hmm. lucid believe it or not and your memory was at a point where you could before they started giving me drugs and before they started yes and and i'm actually grateful now i know i will tell you this though they did come to the hospital because i remember when the nurse um was helping me get into my gown and the, the detectives did come and they got my clothes because I was still in the clothes. Oh yeah, you would have to. You and would have to have your clothes. Yeah, so they, I remember that they came to my room. Now, and were you worried then at that point, anxious that he was going to come back and hunt you down? Oh yes, because I was like, he's going to come finish the job. Yeah. He's did, so mad. Did they have anyone outside your door protecting you? Uh, well, I was back at my. I you know I don't know how long I, how long were you in the hospital then? Just through that night. I mean, they I admitted mean, you, or they, you just stayed in the ER. I just stayed in the ER, oh, and I mean and because because home. because remember miraculously, other yeah, than this true. horrible, I mean, I mean yes, true. I was black and blue and swollen and everything, yeah. but by God's grace, there was nothing broken. So you went to the Millie, your parents. I went to my house. parents' house, so there was really not. Um, no, we had detectives coming and going constantly. I, I mean, and that's the, the the night that that I was attacked. It was not the same detective that ended up taking my case. And so the two that ended up coming later, um, Detective Martin and um, Detective Hopper, are like the sweet, I, they're my good friends still. And they have been by my side through all of this. Let me tell you, now we're going back to parents. Now that yes. you're a parent, your daddy was up all night that night. Oh. And he was up every night. He was he was ready. He was ready. At his front door. He was ready. He had a rifle. And yeah. I, 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 and, I'm just telling and, you, And you know what? My sweet brother, too. My, my How sweet, old was he then? Oh gosh! So if I was twenty-four, Jackson would have been fourteen. And uh, he, and he, I think my dad said he, because you know he had pocket knives and stuff, and I think yeah. he slept with his knife I bet he did. by the bed because he was ready. They weren't going to let this. They happen. They weren't going to let this. Yeah, and it on was, their watch. Yeah, it was hard. It was very hard. But yes, I was. I was home, and I, Lisa, I remember I got home that night, and I remember telling my mom I have to take a bath, and she was like, okay. Because I he reeked of cigarettes. You were up. Oh, I mean, he, he did. Re- oh. Yeah, and I just I couldn't get that. Smell I just couldn't everything. get it. I, I was like, yeah. I have to, and I couldn't. I couldn't. Did do you it. Lose, lose your voice? No. During the screaming, I don't think so. I don't. I mean, pro- maybe a little, yeah. but I don't. I don't even remember. But I just remember I, I had to take a bath, and um, the hospital sent me home with extra scrubs and stuff. And I remember wearing them because I was so swollen. I mean, you just. God. I just put on the clean scrubs, and I just went and laid on their couch because I didn't want to go upstairs to my room. Well, I was what, scared. When did the kidney stone present? In the ER. I mean, you I start was, saying oh, the pain. I was in pain. horrible pain. Did they do a scan then? Because mm-hmm. they do an MRI yeah, or CT? Yeah, they, they did the scan, yeah. And they were like, oh, she's she's had some stones knocked loose and she's passing. And they knew what it was. Yeah. From... Oh, I was in a lot of pain, yeah. Have you had one since? Um, One since, yes. One or two. Because, you know, I'll hear, you'll hear urologists say a lot of us have stones. Yeah, but you don't know it. You don't know it. Yeah, I've had one or two since, but I had never had an issue before that. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, he kicked okay, it loose. Okay, so that was in May, 11 months later. You have... Uh, a terrible thing is having to go to a courthouse mm-hmm. to see yeah. the perpetrator because he comes out and 
yeah. orange jumpsuit and in check, right. you know, he's Absolutely. handcuffed and, and he's... And you have to see him because you think, mm-hmm. what, I can't even believe you're letting that man walk around. Right. But our justice system is that you are innocent until, until proven, proven guilty. guilty. Right. And yeah. So in this two-day trial, usually the first person, often the first person to testify is whoever the intake was at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Is it that wasn't, how they Yeah, that? it wasn't me because no. I was in a room. Um, with yeah, you're protected until yeah. oh, you absolutely. come out to and, um, and, you, and they don't want you to listen to anybody no. on stand before. Yeah, so it was it was more like d- detectives and, and to yeah. people that were, you know, more paperwork, yeah. you know, kind yeah, of facts stuff. facts about yes, the story. Facts, yes. And then later he, it was me. So you did go to testify, and he's, yes, he's and, sitting there with a the public defender, I would assume. Uh-huh. Well, no, no, no. He, he hired a fancy He hired uh, Jack Lasseter. Did, did he really? Yes, he did. I guess they I'd had to. It that. was, it was, and that made me so angry. How I did he have the money for Jack Lasseter? That's something with, the, they probably redid their house, you know, their house oh, or whatever. Yeah, but this is another thing too, and I'll, I'll jump right back. But when we went to the bail hearing, um, they, you know, I was like, oh, he's going to get out. He's going to get out. Because, you thought that? Yeah, because I mean, I was like, they're not going to set his bail that high. Well, what's crazy is about a week before that, a doctor had been murdered in South Arkansas and that murderer's bail was set at $1 million. And I went to the bail hearing. I did not want to. It was like, you know, like a week, you know, whatever. Yeah. I was black and blue. They were like, you have to go. That judge has to see you. Yeah, that absolutely. Ju- that judge was a woman. And I was on like the third row. And it was horrible seeing him. I, I was so. Can't imagine. And she set his bail at $2 million, And he did not. Yeah. So I'm sitting here going, okay, a murderer's bail is set at $1 million a week ago. And my guys. So that's God, too. That's another God Who thing. Was that Judge Gray? Who was? I, um. I can't. Judge Wright was my judge on the on for the for the trial, trial but I, okay. I don't for remember. Hearing, don't remember. I don't remember who the Good. judge was, but it was a woman. Good. I'm and glad. they and they um they set that bail. But so yeah, we are we're at trial. Two million dollars. Two million dollars, and he did not get out, but he did hire Jack Lasseter, and I remember being so distraught over that. Because I'm like, great, he hired a good attorney. My, yeah. my attorneys, though, were amazing. Two women, Jill, Jill Kantz and Barbara Mariani. Yeah. And they are pit bulls yeah. in the courtroom. Yeah. And I am so blessed. And, to, and for to people listening, so you have a prosecuting attorney who's, not that he's just a figurehead, but mm-hmm. he has a team of people who come, and especially yeah. in cases like this, and my friend who, uh, this is the reason I'm acquainted, plus being in the media, knowing a little bit about it, you have other people come out. So they handpick somebody mm-hmm. who... It was perfect to have a woman, yeah. you know, represent you, and two women, and the, they're bulldogs. They were bulldogs. They were, and they Good. they fought hard for me. But yeah, so I was I was on the stand, but it wasn't the, I wasn't the first. And I remember I came out and um, I had a victim. Of all things, you have a victim witness coordinator. Did you yeah. even know there yeah. was? Yeah, that's right. And she was the kindest, sweetest. And she, I, I was walked, her name Lisa. Her name was Susie. Okay, I remember a Lisa in that oh, office yeah. who did the same thing. Susie, and she she looked like me. She was blonde. You know, mm-hmm. she was about maybe mm-hmm. a little bit older than me. Mm-hmm. She was so sweet. And she, I remember I started walking, and then I panicked. Because I was terrified of see because at trial, you know, all I'd seen him was in these orange jumpsuits. Yeah. Well, in trial, he's in a suit. That's right. And tie, and that was when I had to get sworn in. That's I, right. I had Detective Martin go in and hold my hand because I couldn't. I was like, I can't go in. Did there. Did you feel like you were going to crumble? I trailer? felt like he was going to come at me. You did because he didn't. He didn't seem when they're not in the jumpsuit, they seem free. Like uh, they could yeah, do whatever well, they, they want. They kind of could. I mean, and I was terrified. I was like, he's going to attack me. And so Detective Martin held my hand when I got sworn in and then walked me back. And I, I got, I, I went back in there and bawled, bawled my eyes out. Cause I was just like, I can't, I cannot do this. So that was, 
And then how long? So were you, wait, were you called to testify then? After, so I had already been with them once because I had to get sworn in. Oh, that's and right. And then I had to go back to the room. That's and then right. they start calling people. And I, I seeing him once was enough. And yeah. then, so I, I, you know, pull myself together and then I'm walking out and then I stop. And then I tell Susie, I can't do this. And she says, yes, you can. You have to do this. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. So I, I did. I walked up there and then we had to recess for lunch. And then I had to go back on the stand. And I was like, why do I have to do this twice? But I did. And, um, it, you know, it, I'm glad I did it, but I really, I don't even know if did I Did you could cry look. telling the story? Oh, yes, I did. Especially when um, they, they asked me about the box cutter and when he threatened to you know, cut my face. And, and I cried. I think I cried a couple of times. Yeah, it was hard. And I, I, I think I talked to the jury. I don't, I really tried not to look at him. I had a very hard time. I couldn't look at him. Um, so did, I, was I, the jury moved by your story? I think so. They were, they were all, when I was talking, they yeah, were all nodding. nodding. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. mostly talking to either whoever was talking, you know, whatever attorney was. So then you're cross-examined by Jack Lasseter? Oh, yes. And, and that made me, okay, I how, wanted well, to. How did they pick something like this apart? Oh, I don't even remember, but I wanted to punch him in the face. Yeah, I, mean, I was so, I mean, he just, he wasn't horrible to me, but he, I think at one point I had said, Oh, I think he had a green explorer. And then I said, maybe teal. And then he was like, oh, so teal. Yeah, so you didn't know. Yeah, like that. yeah, something. Because I was, again, very, I yeah. mean, but it was, I was like, it wasn't a pretty green. So I was kind of be like, right. it was like teal. I don't know. And he was like, oh, so was it, you know, he, he anything, he was he trying to twist yourself. my words. Yeah. And I just remember, I was like, you know what, I'm just going, because I had read through what I had said. And I was going to say, you know what, I had had my head beaten in. And I was just trying to describe what I remember. Yeah. And, I mean, I was I was strong on there. But, he, yeah, he made me really angry. And that was another thing. You know, you were like, you kept questioning, like, why this happened. I kept questioning, like, how in the world would somebody defend that? You know, and, you know, people treat trying to tell me, well, you you have to, you know, we That's live in America. That's our justice system. That's right. But I, I couldn't. That, that made me angry. My dad was a uh, defense attorney. Yeah. So he would have to explain to me some of the same reasoning yes. I had with you. And he said, well, everyone does it deserves the right to a fair trial. A fair trial. Fair and speedy trial. Right. As part of our constitutional mm-hmm. protection. And he said, in a fair trial, we're just looking at anything. Yeah. And even though I said, I would say to my dad, do you, do they admit to you if they did the crime? He goes, never. He goes, that's not what, my job is not to convict him. That's the jury's job is to try him. He said, my job is to represent him to the best Mm -hmm. of the law. So, you know. He had, he had no remorse. I mean, Jim have never had remorse. He never, he never showed any. So two day trial, when did they uh, go to deliberate? Do you remember the time of day? On that oh, second it was day? definitely it was definitely after lunch. Um, they in that was talk about just your heart beating out I of your chest even because you just think, okay, is he going to get away with this? Right? Is he going to be gone for just two years? Like, I mean, oh, you don't physically know. sick. Oh, I was yeah. ill. I mean, it was. I just yes, but then they came back, and when they, you know, when they came back with it, it was. I mean, Lisa. She wrote him down. So I wrote read it. Down, I wrote it down because I can't keep it all straight. So I'll he. So remember, they they tried to throw about seven or eight things at him. The, yeah. There were five that stuck. Life without parole for kidnapping, because he took me out of my home and he was trying to get me in the car. Yeah. There, the only reason it didn't work out is because the neighbor intervened. Forty years for aggravated burglary. Because he took things. Yes. Uh, 40 years for ag- aggravated robbery. Are those consecutive? Do they say in that... It, what, do they add it all up and then it's life... Pl- I mean, yeah, life it, is it's life. Consec- but, it's, it's 132 years. But, wow. Pl- well, but they said 92 years plus life with no parole. But So we've got life without parole for kidnapping, 40 years for aggravated bur- burglary, 40 years for aggravated robbery, 6 years for terroristic threatening, and 6 years for battery, second degree battery. 
And, you know, you add that up and... Any remorse from his face at all? Absolutely no remorse. Um, none whatsoever. And, I mean, they would even show pictures, you know, like, yeah. of me. Yeah. Um, because they had those to are, Those and, are difficult to, and, to yeah. see. And he, he would look at them. And it just, it made me cringe because I'm like, he's proud. He's proud of that work. He wouldn't, he wouldn't smile, but he wasn't, like, grimacing. He was like, oh, yeah. I Is he see. in maximum security in the state of Arkansas? I believe so, yes. And do you have to hear if he it was he in solitary confinement or at, was he one in gen po- at one point he was because they were trying to protect him because before all this you know happened you know i think they um i know at one point he was in solitary because i think that you know when people find out that you're in prison for or in jail for yeah. you know beating women or yeah you know whatever some people come after you there's a hierarchy believe yeah. it or not yeah there, there is, is there is there, a know, code, among, code, among th- code amongst thieves and, or what do yes. you call it but yeah it's, so i think at one point he was in solitary but not not now no. well, do they notify you if he goes back to general pop gen pop they, they used to do they that did i they would they get moved. calls yeah, what was it called there's a um it's an acronym and i can't think of what the yeah, acronym is but they will they will i can't remember it's been so long but they would call they would call me and i would get so tired of you but it's 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 good you know so you, life without means you do not have to see the parole board will ever will never see this man aren't no. you thankful oh i'm so thankful because i mean what could you imagine because he couldn't get the death penalty obviously no. for these things these but things, this yeah. is this is the next thing this is the next thing and i mean know, life without life without parole because people who have the possibility of parole means you could walk you someone could, walk. could find a thread mm-hmm. and, and years your later story. like two years later he did try to um what do you call petition that? yeah or uh, an appeal appeal, appeal. Yeah. yes appeal thank you and it didn't go through but i mean I, of course panic i well, see they that. have to notify you yeah for all that too. and I've, yeah. of course i'm calling you know i've got my my detective friends and uh, you know i call him what does this mean he's like he's just they're just grabbing it okay we're going to wrap this up yes. with a sweet um part of this story because uh, he's a friend of mine and the reason you know the story is kind of close to some of us who are in the media is because we had a friend who was murdered in 2008 in prison yes and uh, she was channel seven and you know just we're very 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 good friends and with that, we had one of the Channel 7 reporters who's now working for the state of Arkansas, in fact, yeah. Jason Peterson, who reached out to you. And yes. he wrote something to you that I've, I've never forgotten since I've heard it. And I even he sent me a picture of it because he even has it. So tell me yes. what it was he said. So Jason, the whole Channel 7 team was just wonderful to me. And I think that they, they were very sensitive to it because of what happened yeah. to So Precious Ann's Ann. attack was in 08. Yes. Her trial was in 09. Yes, so it was yours very was, close. Yes. It, was, it, it, very, it hit very close That's to home. Right. And they were so respectful. I, um, Randy Dixon, all yes. of them, they were so respectful. I remember. And um, Jason sent me a note and it said, there are many more men I'm going to try not to cry. Um, there are many more men that would choose to die for you than would choose to hurt you. Please believe this. It is true. And it has never left me. I framed it in my house because that took years for me to not believe that every man that walked towards me was going to hurt me. And Gray helped me with that. But but Jason's note, it it, it never left my mind because I thought, okay, I have to believe this. Because you don't, you know, that it will change your well, the way you Well, let's get everybody up today. You're a mom. I'm a mom. You married Logan. I married Logan. You've He's, been married how um, long now? Um, it will be 12 years this August. So it was so, yeah. right after you got married, right after that trial. Uh, yeah. So, or no, did I say 12? Yeah. 11. I'm sorry. Okay, 11 years. I'm sorry. No, 11 years. Yeah. Close. 11 years. I'm sorry. I was thinking 12 because the trial was 12. Yes. No. So we got we got engaged. The trial happened. Sorry, Logan. We we've married 11 years. Um, <laughs> um, but no, the trial happened, and then we that was in um, April, the end of April, and we got engaged in January. So it was a little bit okay, of time. Well. Yeah. Um, and then we got and married. You had two babies. Two babies. Yes, little boy and little girl. And I want to know: Do you live in fear now? 
Oh, Lisa, you know, I lived in fear for years. And there are moments, because I have had two run-ins since then, trafficking type things that have happened to me. But I would not have caught those if I didn't live. um, I'm always looking at my surroundings. You are. Always, I know what kind of vehicles park next to me. I I don't walk in unless someone else is walking in. I am, I'm very calculated. Yes. And, but I do not live in fear anymore. No. Good. It took years before I would spend the night by myself in my own home, even after being married. Yeah. Um, it was a big deal. If Logan was out of town, I'd go stay at my in-laws. I'd go stay with my friend. But I, I do it now. And I'm, um, I know how to protect myself. I've taken lots of self-defense. I, you know, I have, I have ways to protect myself and I'm, I'm very confident in that. Um, but no, it, it, I, it took, it took years. It, it will take healing and you have to, um, actively pursue it whether it's a therapy therapist or you know prayer or whatnot but you will get past it you you just have to have to find the strength to know that you cannot live your life in fear and your message then to, yes. to women not be a victim yeah don't be a victim don't answer don't answer your door if you don't know who it is right. i knew better and also don't be scared like don't try not to um to shut down if you were being attacked you fight you fight for your life because you know what you have a even if they're going to hurt you there you you would rather them do what they're going to do right there in that moment than to take you somewhere else you never want to get um you don't ever want to go to the second destination ever and i would just say don't be afraid to offend people you know in the south we want to be hospitable and kind but if someone is making you uncomfortable you stand up for yourself and if if you've offended them you know what if they're a good person they will they will applaud you and if they're not then you need to offend them and I, I too would just say that this was a very dark thing. I mean, this was pure evil and I faced it, but I have seen the goodness of God in all of this. And I have seen the dark, I've seen the light come from the dark. And you, um, a lot of people I think would maybe hold on to that dark and just let that rule their life. Um, but I, I, I had God and I, I chose to let him make this, take this horrible thing and make it into something good. I mean, this man is put away for life. He is not going to do this to anybody else. And there were so many women that came forward that he had hurt before, um, not to the extent of me. It's it's a progressive thing. And they kept saying, I'm so sad that I didn't come forward sooner. Mm-hmm. And and so I knew, even though I didn't want to go, I mean, you, some days I was being drug out the door because I did not want to go. But I knew I had to. I knew I had to do it. For the other women. No, he, I was like, he will not do this again. I will not allow it. So just know that if if you're the victim of something horrendous um it will get better but you you do have to actively work on it it's not going to get better on its own but god can redeem that and he can take the most horrible situation and you can look back and, and eventually see all the things all the ways that he had his hand in it and he will he will make it better this is what we call mic drop <laughs> mic drop Yes. We're done. Yes. Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review, won't you? The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by ClantonCreative.com.